Amen. Wow, we've, we've had church. We have had church. I'm ready. Hallelujah. Tribe. Y'all ready for some tribe? Amen. We got, this, is, this is the tribe, y'all. We were just worshiping as one, as the tribe, as the body of Christ. And it's so powerful when, uh, when, when God moves in that kind of way. What a special day, amen? Y'all, seriously, y'all keep on praying for Pastor Dennis and uh, Pastor Jan. They, they keep emailing, and I know she's putting stuff on Facebook, but uh, they're just having a phenomenal time, and, and uh, it just, it's, it's a really powerful experience. And pray about, hey, is, is that something God's calling me to? You know, I mean, as these opportunities arise to go to Kenya um, and the different places that we have the opportunity to go, don't sit back and say, well, that's not, that's not for me. I could never do something like that. Amen. I ask God, God, are you calling me to step out somewhere I've never been before? And because uh, I can't stay here in America. That was a little joke on the song. I can't stay here. <laughs> Y'all aren't with me this morning. I can already tell. Is it the weather? Is this weather unbelievable? Yeah. yeah but see, as soon as we gripe about all the rain, it's not going to rain for three months during the summer. and We'll all be crying for all the rain. Right. So you just you get what you get. and You don't throw a fit. Hey, y'all, today is a special day. It really is a special day. To, and, and, and we don't always do this, so, uh, but, but I just, I, I want to do this because I, I love this person, want to honor this person. Today is Miss Ida's birthday, y'all. It is Miss Ida's birthday. There you go. Are y'all ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Miss Ida. Happy birthday to you. Hey. Miss Ida, we love you and we honor you today. Amen? You say, do you always sing happy birthday? No, so don't, don't get all watered up when we don't sing you happy birthday. Amen? Uh, you got to be Miss Ida to get happy birthday sung to you at the church. So if your name's not Miss Ida, don't expect it because it ain't coming. Amen? We love Miss Ida so much. So faithful and such a powerful part of what God is doing at the Remnant Church. So we're talking about tribe. She's a tribe member, y'all. You got to take care of your tribe. You got to take care of your people. And um, we're talking about tribe. And, and y'all, Rachel did such a phenomenal job last week talking about tribe talk, taking back the chit chat. How many of y'all, the Holy Spirit has checked you a few times this week because of that message? Amen. Amen. I've heard so many testimonies of, of, uh, of what God did through that message. And so powerful message and, and just grateful for that word and, uh, and, and for what, what God is doing through her life. And, but today we're going to talk about the mobile tribe, the mobile tribe, right? Because tribes move. We're not the stuck tribe. We can't stay here. You know what I mean? We're not the stuck tribe. You don't want to be the stuck tribe. You want to be a mobile tribe because as we look at the tribe of Judah in the Old Testament, it was always moving, right? It was always 
moving. Just like the Israelites, we're a tribe that has been called to move with God. Not becoming too comfortable or complacent, but always ready in spirit for what God wants to do. How many of y'all know God is not finished with the remnant church? Do you believe that? Do you believe that greater days are in front of us? Or, or do y'all believe that, that we're, we're going to have to sit around and relive the old glory days of what God used to do back then for the rest? No, I believe that, that God is always taking us somewhere. God is always moving us in a direction towards him and what he wants to do in our lives. We are called to be a mobile tribe, always on the move. When God moves, we move. Are y'all with me? When God moves, we move. When God moves in, in the church, the church moves with God. Well, this is revolutionary, isn't it? When God moves in your home, where do you go? With God. When God moves at work, where do you go? Y'all are going to get this. When God moves, we move. In the Old Testament, uh, we find the Israelites, they're enslaved in Egypt and, and uh, for over 400 years. And supernaturally, through the leadership of Moses, God brings the Israelites out of slavery into the promised land. And, and there's this period of time, they wind up spending 40 years in, in, in the, I'm sorry, he brought them into the wilderness, not the promised land. They come out of Egypt into the wilderness. And, and as God is preparing them to move into the land that he had for them, the land that flowed with milk and honey, the promised land, God begins to set things up while they're in the wilderness. And, and, and as he's setting things up, he has them, he, he, he establishes a, a hierarchy of authority, a pecking order. He establishes authority he builds a tabernacle. He tells Moses, he says, Moses, I want you to build this structure for me. And this was no small structure. It was a, it was a place of worship, a mobile tabernacle, one that could be put up and one that could be broken down for when God moved, they could go with him. So, so he ha- he's setting all this stuff up in the wilderness with the Israelites. And, and, it's, and it's really interesting uh, reading about this because, because God is taking them somewhere in the wilderness. He never lets them settle too long to where they become too comfortable, to where they get too complacent. He's always moving. And I want to read you the scripture in Exodus, I'm sorry, Numbers chapter 9, starting in verse 15, how God moved and how the Israelites responded when God moved. Listen to this. On the day that the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant of law, was set up, a cloud covered it. From evening until morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. So at night, it was fire, and during the day, it was a cloud. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night, it looked like fire. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they encamped. I love this. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would encamp 
and at his command, they would set out. Are y'all getting this? Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening until morning. And when it lifted in the morning, they set out. Whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Are, are, Are we seeing a theme here? Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they encamped, and at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. When God moved, they moved with him. When God moved, they moved with him. And see, we got to talk about the move of God. How many of y'all want to see a move of God? Really? How many of y'all don't want to see a move of God? How many of y'all want to see a move of God? I mean, I've always been hungry for the move of God and, 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 and thought we needed to chase after the move of God. And, and, and it was always about the move of God. And, and, and the Israelites, when God moved, they moved. And see, the tribe of Judah, today, the tribe of Judah, when God moves, us as the body of Christ... We need to move with him. Y'all, I know that this is blowing your mind. I know how exciting this is. I'm serious. I can see it all over your faces. See how revolutionary this is. When God moves, the tribe moves with him. Whether, Whether he lets us sit where we are for a day, a week, a month, two months, or a year, when he doesn't move, We don't move. We want to be with God. As a church, as a tribe, as the body of Christ, we want to be with God. And you're like, Colby, obviously, that goes without saying. You know what I'm learning about Christianity? The more and more I move with God, there's nothing in the faith that goes without saying. It all needs to be said. This, this idea of assuming that everybody knows everything is, is, a, is a sign that we are not moving with him. <laughs> because if we are moving with him, do you know the Israelites, they told the same stories over and over and over and over about their great God. Nothing goes without saying. We need this message today. If we're going to move with God, then we're going to have to do a few things. And the first thing that I want to point out as I'm reading through the Old Testament right now, if, if, we're going to, if we're going to move with God, the first thing we're going to have to do is know him. We're going to have to know him. We have to know him. The Israelites knew God. But I've got to ask myself the question, If God moves, why do I want to move with him? If God moves, if the move of God is happening, you know, we're all all hungry for it, right? For people to just, just get blasted by God, right? Lives to be supernaturally changed and 
And it's interesting how God moves in and out of seasons of, of doing that in different ways. But, but what, if, if, if God is going to move, why do I want to move with him? Why do you want to move with him? Why do we as a church want to move with him? I think many, and myself included, have wanted to be in on the move of God. Listen, for what they can get out of it. Come on, I want to move with God because that's where the blessing is. Or, or maybe I want to move with God because that's where the promotion is. Oh, Jesus, we're going to preach today. I'm just, I'm just letting you think about what's going on. The, come on, if, if, if I move with God, then he can take me up another rung on the ladder of success. God can do that for us. Come on, I want to move with God because I want to be healed. I want to move with God so I can have peace, so I can be prosperous, so I can be successful. Right? A lot of people, they come and they want to move with God and they say, God, I, I just want to move with you. I, I want to I be with you. I want to know you so, so, that, so that I can finally get some stuff worked out in my marriage. Right? We've got all these reasons why we want to move with God. And if you were like me, then, 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 then I found out that after a lot of years that I was more of a gold digger then I was actually wanting to have a real relationship with the God that I said I loved. We can't be a gold digger church. God, I want to I come after you so I can have peace, so I can have joy, so I cannot be crazy. So I, listen, all of those things, yes, those things can come. Those things will come. They're a byproduct of our relationship with him. But they're not why we move with him. And until those things are moved to the background of our motive of wanting to move with God, then we're never going to see the, the, the full results and capability of the move of God. See, I believe that, that, that we're special people. 1 Peter 2.9 says we are. I believe that we're called out, that we're chosen. I believe that God can do in LaGrange, Texas, what he wants to do all over the world, and he can start right here. I believe that. I believe that. I don't think that we're a second-rate reject church trying to wait until we see what the big city church does before we get in on it. I think God can pour out a, 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 a move, a revival right here, right now. But why? Why do I want that to happen? I ask myself, as a tribe, why do we want that to happen? One of the biggest mistakes that I have made in Christianity is mistaking Somewhere and something for someone. I want you to hear that. One of the biggest mistakes that I've made is mistaking somewhere and something for someone. You see, I always thought that I was following God so I could get somewhere, so that I could arrive some, at some place that, where I would finally be happy, where I would finally be satisfied, where I would finally feel like I was successful or that I was valuable. And so I'm chasing after that. When God moved, I wanted to move so I could feel that way. I had mistaken something and somewhere for someone. Because see, I want to tell you that as the tribe of Judah, 
When, when he moves, we move. And the reason we move has to be because of one simple reason. Because we want to be with him. Golly, I should have preached on prosperity and healing. <laughs> Listen, why do I want to move when God moves? Why do we want to move as a mobile tribe? Why do we want to move when God moves? Because we want to be with him. Father, I want to move with you because I want to be with you. I just want to be with you. And being with you, the byproducts of that are peace and prosperity and joy. But my motive is to be with him. You know, Rachel and I, we've just uh, bought a place out towards Winchester and, and uh, we have sold our house on the hill. Yeah, yeah we're excited. We sold it. That house was uh, 2,800 2, square feet, three bedroom, four bathrooms. We each had a bathroom. But seriously, we each had our own bathroom. This is like first world personified, okay? And, and it was, we had the, it was awesome, loved it. God, God did a great thing doing this. And then we decided to move. And, and I told Rachel, I said, here's what we're going to do. Because you know the ladies, they, they like their houses. Yeah. And they like their bathrooms. Yeah. Right? So here's what we're going to do. Pitch this idea to her. So there's this land, it's got some pretty pine trees on it, and a little pond. And, and, and I said, it's got this little cabin on it. Here's my idea. So you got to be careful the way you pitch stuff. Here's, here's my idea, wife. Here's what I want to do. I want to sell the four bathrooms in, in the setup up there, and I want to move into the cabin. The cabin is 430 square feet. It has one bathroom with no ventilation. You keep the window open. <laughs> our kitchen, the girls' bedroom, the living room, and our closets are all in one room. <laughs> are y'all with me? 430 square feet. And so I sit her down in her beautiful, and we remodeled the other house last year. It was gorgeous. Everything was perfect. And, and, and I set her down there, and, and I said, here's, here's my plan. Let's sell this house and move into this cabin. And you know what she did? She looked at me, and she was like, I love this plan. Serious. Is that what you did? That's what she did. That's what she did. All you ladies are like, oh, no, I ain't doing it. Listen to me. My lady looked at me and she said, that is an awesome idea. That is an awesome idea. And we get this idea and we begin to like talk about like which wall was going to have the clothes and, 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 and we got to go get the stove. We got a lifetime table for some countertop space. And like we got, listen, we're all four of us are living in the 430 square feet and our four dogs, I mean, four, four animals, two cats, two dogs. 
This is glorious. But why could I say, hey, here's where I want to move. Do you want to move with me? And she's like, sure. Sure, I want to move with you. Why would she do that? Because she wants to be with me. And No, serious. Why in the world would she say yes to this absolutely insane plan? Because she loves me and because she wants to be with me. And it doesn't matter if I'm in the 2,800 square feet or 438 square feet. I am there and that's all that matters. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? It's almost Valentine's Day. Spitting a little game, getting the week started right, right, right? We're in 430 square feet. Should be romantic. (laughs) Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is uh, one of my favorite holidays, if you know me. It's, uh... okay, I won't do it. I won't go there. But here's all I'm going to say. Here's all I'm going to say. Ladies, ladies, when he buys you flowers and chocolates, and does all that stuff, receive it with love, and be thankful that he's enough. Because he can't buy you enough flowers to fill your need for love. Are y'all with me? Don't set the dude up for failure. Now, guys, now listen. Now, I, I shared these, this with my wife the other day. We didn't talk for a few hours after I shared my views. <laughs> because, yes, yeah, we do need to participate in this holiday. But here's really what I believe. I mean, it's just what I believe about Valentine's Day. If what I have gotten you for the other 364 days out of the year ain't enough, then ain't nothing can make you happy, baby. She, she don't need chocolates. It's white chocolate, 365, right here. White chocolate, 365. Send me my new password somewhere. I feel like I have really dove into something bad here. If we're going to move with God, we've got to know him, right? I'm just going to jump right back in. Don started it, y'all. Don started it. Look, we've got to have a heart to know him. Why do I want to move with him? Because I know how good he is. My wife would only be crazy enough to want to move with me because she truly knows me. She knows my heart and she knows that I wouldn't do anything that was going to put our family in danger. She knows me. So when we moved to an uncomfortable and risky place, she had no hesitation to go with me because she knows me. I don't know where God is going to move in the days to come. I don't know what God is going to do in the days to come. But here's what I know. I know that he's good. 
I know that he loves us. I know that he has our best interests in heart. I know that he has been thinking about us before the very foundations of the world. I know that he thinks about me more than there are grains of sand on the seashore. So I know that he is trustworthy to go with him when he moves. Amen? He is trustworthy to go with him. Listen, if he's leading us into a dry season, into an uncomfortable season, into an uncertain season, then let's move with him because we know that he's good. Amen? We, We move with God as a tribe because we know him as a tribe. Do you know him? We have to move with him because we know him. We move with God simply because we want to be with him. And when I am with him and I know him, I can finally understand who I really am. I'm his. Amen? I am his. He may be leading us into something unknown or uncomfortable, but we can move without hesitation because we know who we are moving with. And there's no one else we would rather be with. Y'all, there's no one else that I would rather be with than my father. No one else that I would rather be with than my father. Nowhere else I would rather be than in his presence. Amen? We have to know him. Philippians 3.10, Paul said this. He said, I gave up all that inferior stuff so that I could know Christ personally, experience in his resurrection power, Be a partner in his suffering and go all the way with him to death itself. I love the beginning of that verse. I love the whole verse, but the beginning says, I gave up all that inferior stuff so that I could know Christ personally. Do you know Christ personally? And I'm not talking about have you done ministry before or have you come to church or have you gotten a pig in the blanket at the coffee bar? I'm talking about do you know Christ personally as your life? I can't fulfill my role in the body of Christ without knowing Christ. That's powerful. I can't fulfill my role in the body of Christ without knowing Christ. We've got to know him. We have this wonderful privilege to know him. If my doing for God outweighs my being with God, then I am doing it wrong. See, I want to tell you, we've got all kinds of people doing all kinds of stuff around here, and it is so greatly appreciated. We could not do what we do with all the hands that, that, that are set to the plow to do what God has called them to do. But I don't know about you, but I have personally found myself in situations where I was doing for God, but I wasn't being with God. I was doing for God, but I wasn't being with God. And when your doing outweighs your being, you've got trouble on your hands. Do y'all know what I mean when I say be with God? To know him, to develop a relationship with him personally. And see, I understand that that is not the, the jump out of your seat and throw Kleenex at me sermon. I get it. Because to our flesh, it would rather do anything than know God personally. Listen to me, it'll vacuum the carpets It'll sing on the stage. It'll smile at you when you walk through the doors. It'll warm up your pig in the blanket, but it does not want to know him personally. 
Help me, Jesus. I ought to go sit down. I ought to go sit down. We can't be a bunch of church. The tribe that moves with God cannot be a tribe that does for him, but never is with him. Our doing can't come without being. Listen, we've got to be before we do. But for me, for so long, I thought that that was Christianity. I thought I was, if I was doing all the time, that meant that I was, that I was uh, being with God. But they're two different things. Just because I'm doing something for God does not mean I know him personally. Now, that's tough. Because you're like, but dude, man, I was like greeter of the month last month. I taught children's classes on my week and on the week when somebody else called in. And I looked at their Facebook. They weren't even sick. (laughs) I ought to be an extra special place in heaven for me because of what I do. But see, the mobile tribe knows him personally. Knows him personally. And wants to be, has a desire to be with him. Now, this desire to be with him is not one that can be cooked up, right? It is going to come from within. There is something on the inside of you that desperately wants to have fellowship with the Father. It desperately wants to have fellowship with the Father. This is the whole reason Jesus said he came, right? This is the whole reason Jesus said he came. And I always thought it was so that I could like go do great exploits for him. So that I could preach wonderful sermons, D-boy, and, 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 and get folks out of their seat and so that I could have my name on a poster somewhere. Can I preach this morning? That's what I thought. These great exploits for God. But it had nothing to do with that. Listen, I was a doer. I was a doer. Do, 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 do. And the church is full of (laughs) doo-doos. Do, 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 do. And eventually we get tired or somebody makes us mad or we get offended or the church down the street has a better children's program than than ours and and, and we quit doing. I don't want to be a doo-doo. You know what the Bible says? You say, but Colby, we're supposed to do. I know we're supposed to do. You know what the scripture says? The scripture says in James 1.22, it says, but be doers of the word. I love that be comes before do. Be comes before do. I don't want to be a do-do anymore. Do, 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 quit. Do, 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 quit. Somebody didn't tell me thank you. Somebody didn't recognize my value. (laughs) I wasn't appreciated. Pastor Rachel sent a text to me about me, and she was supposed to send it to Colby. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Do y'all appreciate that kind of honesty last week? Wow. Man, I don't know if I'd tell that story. Ooh. 
Jesus. But, but what does Scripture say? James 1.22, it says, but be, 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 be doers. I don't want to be a do-do. I want to be a be-do. To where all of my doing comes out of my being. All of my doing comes out of my being. See, see the reason I'm, I'm preaching like this, and I'm probably not even going to get even close to finishing my message, is, is because, because this tribe is called to move with God. It's called to move with God, just as the children of Israel in the wilderness. When God decided to move, they packed up and they moved with him. And and probably next week, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what that actually meant, because it wasn't like they just woke up and went on a walk. It was a big deal to move with God. But they knew who he was, and that's why they had a heart to move with him. But as a church, as the remnant church, in LaGrange, Texas. Some of y'all come from Giddings and Weimar and Schulenburg and, and, and Smithville and, and all over the place. People are gathering. Willow Springs, sweet Jesus, you come from Willow Springs, then... <sighs> no, yeah, you're right. That's not where you find your value, though. It's in Jesus. But as we come together, Are we a church where the individual members are hungry for God to know him personally? To know him personally. To have a real living relationship with him. Come on, I am challenging you this morning. I am asking you this morning, do you know him personally? Because he knows you personally. He desires to have an intimate one-on-one relationship with you. And when he does, when a couple of tribe members begin to know him personally, the revival that we sang about, I really believe can happen. Because here's what I believe that revival is. Revival is not the goal. How many of y'all want to see revival? We want the move of God. We want revival. But revival is not the goal, church. Revival isn't what we're after. Revival is a byproduct of having a relationship with God. And I'll tell you something, when are we going to see revival? I believe that we will see revival when when the majority of the tribe begins to know him personally and have a deep, intimate relationship with God personally. When this is more than just church on Sundays and going through the motion and making sure that the coffee's hot and the music good is good and the kids are taken care of. When we begin to know him outside of this service, help me, Jesus. When we begin to know him outside of this service in our daily, every moment life, and then we come together collectively, and we haven't played games all week in our, in our time with Jesus, I believe that the byproduct of something like that will be revival. It will be a, a spillover of what God is doing in us as individuals into a corporate explosion of his glory. Thank you, three of you that believe it. 
What are we doing? What are we doing? There's something in me that's so hungry for him. Revival's not the goal. He's the goal. I'm telling you, I, I have gone after everything but him. And today, I've got more to preach, and, and we can do it next week, but, but I'm, I'm just, I just want you to hear me this morning. Him, in the busyness of life, in the difficult uh, times and circumstances that we have. Come on, come on, when, when, when the bills are stacking up, when things aren't going our way, but we still move with him because we want to be with him. And then we come together and we begin to worship and fellowship. And, and I'm telling you, that, that something is going to happen. Something is going to shift. And there is going to be an explosion of God's goodness and his glory. Because for us to come together for any other reason than to be with him and see what he has in store, in my opinion, would be religious and a waste of time. Are you hungry, church? Do you want more of him? You say, but Colby, talk about the stuff. I can't talk about the stuff. The stuff is going to happen. The community is going to be reached and the children are going to be loved and, the, and, and, and all the needs are going to be met. All, all, listen, I believe that with all of my heart, but that can't be my motive. My motive is him. He loves us. He desires to be with us. Do we, as the tribe of Judah, the body of Christ, do we have a desire to be with him? As individuals, and then come together corporately. Do we have a desire to be with him? And like I told you, this isn't a desire that we cook up. I thought this message was going to be way more exciting. Oh, it was awesome. But I want to move with him. I read that scripture and I just saw how when the cloud moved, the people moved. Cloud moved, the people moved. And the cloud stayed, the people stayed. Or maybe we could be one of those churches that, and I'm not knocking anybody, maybe we could be one of those churches that comes in, gets settled, and we get comfortable where we are. We get complacent where we are. And when the cloud moves, we say, yeah, we see the cloud moving, but you know what? Everything's working here. Everything's working. So let's just stay. It's comfortable. It's nice. It's not offensive. It's not risky. Or we could be people that are on the watch in spirit for what God is doing, for what God is saying, for how God is moving. And when He moves, we move because we know Him, we know His character. We know that he's good. We know that he's never let us down. We know that he's never going to let us down. We know that his love doesn't disappoint. We stay with him every step of the way. I 
just want to challenge you to take a look at your personal relationship with Jesus. What does that look like? Because see, you are a tribe member. You are, I'm challenging you this morning. I hope you, I hope you feel me in your face today. You, do you? Do you? I, 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 listen, and not me. It's not even about me. I feel this in my spirit. Because every once in a while, the church has to be looked at and says, hey, come on, what, what are we really doing here? What, what are we really doing here? Are we nobody in the middle of nowhere and expect nothing? Or are we believing God for more? I believe in God for more. We ought to be sending missionaries all over the world. Raising up young people that are so hungry for God they wouldn't even think about taking what the world has to offer. That's the kind of revival I'm talking about. Listen to me. I don't need gold in my teeth. I need my daughters to serve Jesus. Right? Listen to me. I I will fall over. I have fallen over. Lord Jesus, you want to knock me down, knock me down. But that's not what I'm after. Amen? I will shout and speak in tongues and do, listen to me, I I will do whatever it is that the Spirit is moving on me to do, but it's not what I'm after. I'm after Him. (laughs) Maybe if I keep saying it, Howard. The reason I'm getting down like this is because this is what I see like, coaches do like football coaches <laughs> are y'all are wondering you're like you have stomach problems or something <laughs> what, 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 what what can you imagine can you imagine terry's at home just seeking god bridget's at home seeking god listen all of a sudden we come together and there is an explosion of his goodness Revelation begins to be poured out like it never has before. God begins to speak and we begin to hear clearly. We awaken to that whisper. This is what God's speaking to me this morning. There's some of you that came in here today and you've asked him before to reveal himself to you and this morning he has. He has moved on your heart When Kristen sings about how my heart beats like thunder as the Spirit moves on you. I don't care if you heard a word that I said this morning. This is a Holy Ghost-filled church that loves God and desires the Father himself. And as we do, we are going to see the move of God. And when he moves, we're going to move with him. But I'm telling you, there are some of you in here today and you've been asking for a sign. You've been asking for a word. You've been asking for something and he has done it in you today. I believe it with all of my heart. I don't know if you'll respond. I don't know what you'll do, but you're going to go home and you're going to know that you've had an encounter with God. If we're not having these encounters with him, then we're missing it. He's moving today and he is calling us to go with him 
He's the goal. He's the dream. He's the vision. He's the desire. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then listen to this. <laughs> this is the whole reason he came. No one comes to who? Except through me. Jesus is, Jesus is just like, hey, <laughs> this is the way to him. This is the way back to him. He's the point. He's the reason. He's the way. Hey, this right here through me, through my sacrifice, through the cross, through what I'm doing, through my resurrection, you can get to him. Amen. Come on, Holy Spirit, stir up in us a desire for him. Has he touched you this morning?